It's another fine day at Camp Dynasty. I am Counselor Austin, joined by Counselor Colin. And I said it last week, Colin, and we're going to do it. We are doing comps this week, which I know are your favorite thing about all of draft scouting and prospects and everything else. Comps, man. Yeah, because everybody is really rational about it when you when you say a comp they're like what they're that that's the most reasonable thing i've ever heard i i can't believe you thought of that and you put in all this time and effort and you're completely correct i i think that's a, a great point you have there so that's how look. it always yeah. goes every time without fail right absolutely so we're gonna take our 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 spin on this and we're we're gonna take our comps, but we're going to take the ceiling and the basement comp. We're doing the ceiling and the basement, and it's called this or that. Because every player is either going to be this or that, and there's no in-between, because that's how comps work. It's a one-for-one. It's a no-doubter. This is is what they're going to be, production, skill, talent all of that it's 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 a one for one so that's what we're going to be doing today with some of our favorite campers in the class we are going to be going through some of the top names in the in the whole thing the first round players some of them but we also decided since we haven't talked about campers in a while we wanted to get some of our guys into the conversation guys that have emerged in this two-month window since we last did a big board and a rankings update, I'm starting to find some of the quote-unquote my guys of this class, Colin, and I know you are too. So we had to throw some of those guys in the show and get some conversation going around them too. Yeah, absolutely. We gotta we're we're, we're starting out with our high picks. You know, the the guys that we're we've all been talking about. That we know are, are, they're getting buzz in the. In the draft community, we're probably going to be seeing them go day one, day two in the NFL draft. And then we're going to be taking our mid to late round guys. Some guys that we're projecting are going to go maybe in your second, third round in the dynasty draft. And then we're going to bring in your IDPs. We're not, we're not leaving the token IDP, man. We got to have them. Absolutely. And then we're going to, we're going to pull in the sleeper, the guy that, you know, might not go in the first three rounds, but we think has a little bit something to him. Definitely. So. With all that said, let's jump into it. We're starting with early selections, and I'm going to start with the earliest selection. I have a this or that for Bijan Robinson. You're going to see a lot of these out there. Everybody's got a comp for Bijan. But I think Bijan is either going to be Barry Sanders' bigger second cousin. Or Josh Jacobs with a marketing team. <laughs> what do you think? I, I like. Okay, okay, I see it. The, the okay, Barry Sanders. I, I get it. The agility of Bijan. He's got the. He's he's juiced up Barry Sanders. He's he's Barry's second cousin. We're right. not in the direct bloodline. Right. This isn't a Barry Sanders brother it's not even a first cousin but it is a second cousin he's in the sanders bloodline (laughs) and he's a little bit bigger than barry so he's the bigger second cousin yeah yeah i i totally see it and then man i i like that josh jacobs with a pr team is is marketing team Uh, that's that's pretty you know josh jacobs was like the best running back in football last year so the that being the the the, the floor for that's Bizan, his floor, man. That's setting it pretty high. That's his fucking floor. I said it. I mean, think about okay. To break this down, how did I get here? Josh Jacobs before last year was good, but he wasn't great, and they didn't even want to pick up his option until he was the best running back in football last year statistically yeah so i think worst case scenario for Bijan is being just a really good player 
And then like maybe, you know, having that flash season instead of just being like one of the greatest running backs ever. I don't think the floor is lower than Josh Jacobs. And the ceiling is the greatest running back of all time. It's a couple a hips, a hop, skip, and a jump away from the greatest running back of all time. Who do you think the greatest running back of all time is? I mean, talent. I think you have to say it's Barry Sanders. Okay. Pure talent. Right. I watched. I'll say this. I watched some Barry Sanders highlights just to just to refresh myself, make sure I wasn't being insulting to the king by putting this out into the world. Barry Sanders really freaking good. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad player. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Give it to me, Colin. Who's next? I got Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oof. Talk about high picks. Mm. You know, we got a, a shifty guy coming out of the slot. Uh, this is Cooper Cup. But that is Darius Slayton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So so, tell, tell me, how, how do you feel about that? The instant reactions with that. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like Darius Slayton's name being in the conversation with JSN, I got to say. All right, so uh, I guess I'll, I'll work through this. Uh, all right, so <laughs> Darius Slayton has been stuck on a low-volume passing team with a bad quarterback and so is unable to produce. And, it, you know, the the – He's a little small on the smaller side. He's out of the slot. And maybe maybe Jackson is what people say he is. You know, he's not quite as athletic as everybody thinks. You know, he's just, just another guy. Or he's putting up triple crown and being the best wide receiver in football. Just not, that's like a pretty small range of outcomes, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for. This or that, you know. This or that, man. There's not, there's no chance to be anything else. He's no. either Cooper or he's Darius Slayton. You know what? I support it. I'm just gonna hope that it's closer to Cooper. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be Cooper. That's yeah, that's the thing. It's gonna be Cooper Cup. He's gonna be yeah. the best, the best wide receiver in football year one. You can book it. I also <laughs> respect you a lot for not saying Amon Ross St. Brown because I'll, it's a it's a popular name. It's the cliche, right? I mean, everybody's got their takes on the comps and stuff, and there's always a cliche comp. I try to stay away from them with my players. So, if yeah. I, if I if I put one in here, you can yell at me about it. I I also tried to stay away from the the popular because I was I was actually looking. I was like, well, who in the NFL is just similar size to start, and right. just to see. And Jackson, I think, is six one two something and that the the amon ross st brown's the exact same height and weight yeah so i was just scrolling through and i was like "Ooh, who's this and i scrolled over i was like oh shit i can't do that (laughs) sometimes the comp is the comp and it just makes too much sense but cooper cup though i mean i like it there there's some some cup or some you know some translatable you look at both of the tapes and there's some things there i love it I don't know if there's anything there with Darius Slayton, though. Well, I I just hope not. I'm just yeah. gonna I the, it's the, let it not be that. Let it be this, man. Yes. Let it yes. let us have this. All right, my next camper on the list today, Jameer Gibbs. He's Elvin Kamara. No, uh, <laughs> how about this one though? He's either honey. I shrunk the Jamal Charles. <laughs> Or he's J.D. McKissick with turbo thrusters. I I actually have seen somebody directly comp Jameer Gibbs to J.D. McKissick. Seriously. Uh, ser- dead serious. It's, the 458 J.D. McKissick. Y- yes. <laughs> Seriously. So I, I respect that. Uh, but I deny it. And I <laughs> love, I love the, the Jamal Charles. Cause it, you you see the explosiveness, and I mean Jamal Charles was the fantasy god for like three years running, and you could see the potential of that in Gibbs' game. And see, this here's what's scary about Gibbs: 
Jamal Charles was already kind of an undersized player, and we got to shrink the Jamal. We got to shrink yeah. Jamal Charles to get to Gibbs. So, man, it's I did I did a little bit of digging on this one just to see size wise what we're looking at with a player like Gibbs. It is pretty unprecedented, and in fact, it's a very new thing with the NFL being okay with these smaller players, James Cook was honestly a major, major outlier going at the end of the second round at his size. And Gibbs falls in line pretty closely with James Cook from a size profile. So this is definitely like when you hear like first round, you know, potential draft pick, Jameer Gibbs, that's not like a given with his height and weight. Like that is a that is a completely new thing. Yeah, yeah. I this Alabama weird, you know. Like they're they're putting out they usually put out these like NFL prototype players, and now we're seeing three undersized guys coming yeah. out of Alabama as high picks, but all of them have a little bit of a question mark around them because of their size. With Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, and Will Anderson, so. Yeah, and maybe that's a sign, man. They, I mean, the the game's getting faster. It's all it's all about speed. It's all about you know scheming people into open spaces. You don't and the the direction that the that things are headed in terms of contact, it's not as big of an issue anymore because the players are more protected. Violent hits are becoming more and more outlawed. I wonder if it's you know this is kind of a sign of things to come, and you could say. A, a similar thing with the wide receiver group as well. Players that are that don't have that prototypical size, they are in premier draft slots potentially because it's okay. All right, throw me your next comp. My next comp is for Zach Charbonnet. Uh, this is Nick Chubb. Fused with Arian Foster. <laughs> and that is Hassan Haskins. Oh, dear God. <laughs> so, so uh, I'll, I'll talk about Hassan Haskins first. Put up crazy numbers in college with Michigan and, you know, toted the rock. And he, he was a, a piece. And then he gets shoved behind Derrick Henry and you basically never hear from him again. He can do a little bit of everything. You know, he's he's not he doesn't have a, a ton of pop, doesn't have a ton of sizzle. He he can you know, he's a good running back. But there's not a whole lot else there. Uh or you have this combination of a guy who can catch passes out of back out of the backfield, he can make people miss, he can run people over, you know, he can get loose in space, he can go between the tackles, he can go outside. Uh, I mean uh, you, you talk about Barry Sanders' second cousin. Uh, I don't know. You talk about Nick Chubb fused with Arian Foster. Might give him a run for his money. My man is breaking out the polymerization card for this one. <laughs> man, I, I first of all, again, the low end. Please hey. keep me away. But yeah. you know what? Hey. What happens when Derrick Henry gets traded and it's Hassan Haskins' team, though? That's See? right. So we don't know what the, what that future looks like, but <laughs> the Nick Chubb—it's too easy. I, yep. So I love that you threw the wrinkle in there, Darian yeah. Foster. People forget they do, and and we we talked we talked about Zach Charbonnet's pass catching being the the thing that has brought him from one level to the next level in right. his senior season at UCLA. So we kind of got lost in that a little bit. And so I had, to, I had to tie that in since we know Nick Chubb isn't a premier pass catcher when it comes to a running back position. So if Charbonnet is getting, getting them tossed out to him out of the backfield, I think we'll, we'll see some, some nice going on. All right. Next comp in the early group. This is going to be a fun one. It's Quentin Johnston. Oh boy. I gotta I can't before I even get to mine, this this is the worst comped player of all time, right? It's 
oh my god everybody just sees the height and weight and uses that as the signifier for like who they're going to compare him to and it's never like watch him play please before you comp him to somebody like comps that i've seen t higgins mike williams all sean jeffrey nope i mean like just he's not he's not like that at all that's not even like comps are one of those things that do not matter at all they are meaningless and yet try i hear those things and i am violently mad because it's like just i know these they're watching it man these are these are the pros these are the people that know a lot more than i do they're watching the film, man. They understand. So why do I have to hear that Quentin Johnson is all Sean Jeffrey? Because that's just not true. So tell me what a good cop would be. I'll tell you. Quentin Johnston is either what could have been Martavis Bryant. There it is. Or Donovan Peoples-Jones with draft capital. There it is. I like There's that. the range, man. Yeah. There's the range. See, you. I felt like your floors were too high. That's because I like those players. And then you hit me. <laughs> they hit me with this, which is I love it. I love it because uh, I. I was like, man, a- any any NFL player can bust. You know, we got to figure out what it, if these guys bust. What does it look like? And it, this is what it looks like for Quinn Johnson. And I love the Martavius Bryant comp because, like, Martavius Bryant, tall, fast guy. That got open and it worked. And if he didn't have off-field problems, would have probably been in the league for a while. And never high-pointed a ball once in his life. And that's just about what Quentin Johnson does. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. I mean, you're looking for – with a guy like Johnson, the projection isn't, you know, this, like, animal at the catch point. It is a field-stretching big receiver – that can occasionally use his size to his advantage, but it is not a for sure thing. But now, honestly, I got to tell you, right before we started recording today, I almost had a change of heart on this comp because I felt pretty good about Martavis Bryant for quite a while here. But then we just got word that Quentin is running in the four fives. That's coming out of the TCU Pro Day. Official Ooh. time, four five two, which again field speed that's it's it, yeah i mean the play his he looks faster on on tape his play speed seems to be pretty good but like a guy like martavis bryant was like a low 4-4 player and so that's a guy that can win down the field easily with his speed the questions with quentin are going to be if he is a 4-5 player or even a high 4-4 player with limited technique can he separate consistently against NFL cornerbacks. And I think that's the question that everybody's asking themselves right now. And it's maybe why people are starting to feel a little bit soured on Quinton. And this is the kind of player that gets drafted at 28th overall. And you don't hear from him again after three years. So, I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones has a role in the, in the league. He's, he's around. Yeah. Nice little wide receiver three. Yeah, caught the touchdown in overtime. It's like, oh, DPJ, get him on the waivers, and then he doesn't do anything for six weeks, and you drop him. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just this is a player, man. This is this is one of those players hey, with the high floor and the low, of all time. The high ceiling and the low floor. Yeah, yes, this, this is a is... player of all time, man. All right, round us out. Early window. Yes. So, Josh Downs. Mm. Will be T. Higgins freaky Friday into Jamal Agnew's body. <laughs> yes. Or T. Y. Hilton circa twenty twenty two. So you're looking at guy, little guy that's gonna go up and get it. He's the better better contested catcher than uh than Quinn Johnson is by far. Oh yeah. And if you're gonna make a T. Higgins comp, I don't remember you you tagged me in a tweet and it was like this is uh this is the real T Higgins comp, and then uh or you're gonna look at oh uh, yeah he makes a nice catch every once in a while he's open he's you know working on the slot he's not super fast not super explosive, eh, you know he's fine. I've started to learn something about myself, and that is that it's not that I love 
big receivers. It's that I love catch point players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's just like when you establish your dominance against your matchup and just take the ball away and get your team yards on on purely your ability to go up and snag it. That's a fun player. And Josh Downs is that player and he is not a player that should do that. No. <laughs> so, I love the I love that T Higgins gets a, a shout out on this podcast and I love that it's for a player that's under 6 feet tall. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have another I have another high end comp for Josh Downs just as an honorable mention because it didn't make it. Yes, I, I'd I like to hear it. I have Steve Smith on point eight five speed. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I like I like Downs, man. I, I like Downs like a Downs. lot. We've yeah, been just I've never quit on this on this kid. No, he's he's moving back up my wide receiver board and more that yeah. I watch him. Yep. That's, it's a safe player, man. It's a player that you can feel. We, we've we literally been saying this since October. This is a player that you know what you're getting. Yep. And it's not the highest ceiling. He's not going to be the best receiver in the league. But oh, you I know what you're getting. I saw somebody comp him to Tyreek Hill, though. Because <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't just one. It wasn't just one person. If you go on Twitter and you type in Josh Downs comps, it, there's some Tyreek Hill in there. <laughs> I, oof, man. This or that, baby. Let's keep it rolling. We're moving to the mid card. These are some players that we expect will probably be drafted outside of the first round in dynasty drafts, but players that we are sort of invested in at this point. And I'm going to start things off with probably my biggest crush of the entire draft class. That isn't Bijan. Cedric Tillman. This is one of my favorite players in the draft. When we talk about our big board and our wide receiver rankings, I might surprise you with what, what has occurred with Cedric Tillman and myself. Okay. And in the meantime, I'm going to keep this one pretty straightforward because I think it's that kind of comp. Cedric Tillman is either Alshon Jeffrey or Brian Edwards. Good God. South Carolina receivers, baby. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I like that. I mean, he he is that mold. He's the kind of player that I love. He's 6'3". He's 210". He can go up and grab it. He can win down the field. Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, go back and watch him in college. And when he's coming out, there's question marks about his athleticism. Can he separate effectively down the field? Can he win down the field? And I think Tillman's kind of in a similar boat where he has a a good athletic profile and he has a lot of moments against SEC competition that shows that he can win down the field. So those question marks existed for both players, and we know what happened with Alshon. There's also the scenario that happens with so many of these guys that get this Alshon comp, that get this T. Higgins comp, that get this, you know, th- this and that. It goes the other way sometimes, and then it's Brian Edwards. It's the sleeper pick that everybody loves. Everybody wants to get this guy in the second round of the rookie draft because they think they're on to something, and then Brian Edwards never plays any meaningful <laughs> snaps in the NFL. So, I mean, it, it really is a this or that. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a huge variance. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, man, I remember him with the Bears, with Jay Cutler just uh, throwing bombs and having him go up and posterize corners. I, I could I could see Cedric Tillman doing that, and I could also see him having just like, oh, Cedric Tillman, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get, to, get into year four, and it's like, yeah. oh, damn, he's on the Dolphins oh, now. Oh, cool. my goodness, look at that, back of the end zone. <laughs> look at the footwork. Yeah, I <laughs> that's a that's a nice sister that. I, I, I hope 
I hope Cedric Tillman's good. He's he's a good ball player. We deserve that in this class. We deserve this kind of player in in this draft class to just give us the big guy that does the big guy things. That's what we need. All right. Hit me up. Yes, I have another big receiver. I have mm. Jonathan Mingo. Yep. So he's either going to be A.J. Brown. Of course. Or he's going to be Nikhil Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one's pretty cut. This one was my easiest one to do. Because we talked about how I, I, I mentioned before that, that Jonathan Mingo is just, you know, A.J. Brown light. And, you know, the Ole Miss it makes it a little easier to make the comp. But th- there are some similarities there where you get the ball in his hands, he can play and make, he gets over, gets open over the middle quite a bit, gets a lot of intermediate work. And then there's also, like, he doesn't get a ton of separ- separation against man. He's not as good at the catch point as you would want him to be. And he's a damn good run blocker. So, Nikhil Harry, baby. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is it, it's too easy with the the lineage that you outlined many moons ago with the Mingo to Burks to AJ Brown evolution line. I mean, that is what this player is for sure. And he's starting to get a lot of love, man. Yeah. There's a lot of buzz about Jonathan Mingo from the, I mean, this is like I don't know if draft Twitter even exists anymore as what it used to be, but like this is a draft Twitter darling player. This mm-hmm. is the kind of guy that everybody coalesces around. They say this is actually the number six wide receiver in the class, and he's amazing. And then you know the NFL takes him in the fourth round or something, and then it's you know okay. it's over. But yep. I do like Mingo though. I do like him. You know I. I hope he's closer to AJ Brown than Nikhil Harry. <laughs> but tell, tell me you can't see it though. I, you know, I can, and I, yeah. it scares me a little bit. Nikhil Harry, again, this is a player that you watch him go up and snatch stuff a few times, and you start thinking to yourself, yeah. "Oh, this is a good player." Well, yeah, there's a little bit more to it than that, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta get back in the lab on Mingo. I gotta finalize my wide receivers in the next like couple weeks here he's one that i need to to get back in on a little bit yeah definitely i i've been revisiting some of it and it's like this is this is pretty interesting here yeah yeah Yeah. it's like going back when you going back to zay flowers because we i I know i don't we neither of us have zay flowers no so i'm gonna sidetrack a little bit yeah but we we were so honed in on like the week to week at the time going back and watching zay flowers man I don't know. <laughs> yep. I was having that conversation with somebody this weekend. Yeah. Wide receiver rankings are moving. Gonna be, yes, right they now. are. So, um, all right. Next name for me. This is a player that you really liked last time we touched on rankings. It's Kendra Miller. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting, this is an interesting player. And I think he's either going to be Rashad Penny with a functional body or Buck Allen. Buck. You remember Buck Allen? <laughs> Speaking no. of draft Twitter darlings. I, I honestly can't say I watched a minute of Buck Allen. <laughs> I, I, I'm pulling him up right now to see see what he looks like. And that's I I can see the build resemblance right here. Uh, but man, that that's, that's pretty sad. So here's the, here's the thought process. Kendra Miller. He's an upright runner. That's a little hesitant. And maybe there's some questions about the passing game, things like that. Like people are wondering what this guy's role is at the next level. Buck Allen was a guy that I think. I really liked in the process for similar reasons that I like Kendra Miller. And that kind of scares me a little bit because when you don't have some of those, you know, core traits that you need to have as a running back, like decisiveness and, you know, almost like flawless vision, 
it's it sometimes goes very very south and i think buck allen was a player where that happened where it was like all these draft folks were like oh man watch out for buck allen and then it was just nothing but the flip side of it is rashad penny who's also a you know good size upright runner a little bit stiff in the hips but a guy who when he's healthy made it work you know he didn't need to be anything more than he was and that was good enough for him to be a serviceable running back in the nfl so i don't think the ceiling's much higher than that for kendra miller but that still fills a role in this game that we play healthy rashad penny is the greatest running back of all time so like i don't know what you're even talking about the lowest ceiling like uh, yeah healthy so buck allen i just watched every touchdown he had in the nfl in, in the time 30 that seconds we were just, yeah. yeah it was mm-hmm. a minute 50 um so that tells you where the floor is and all of them were within five yards and yep. none of them were impressive so yep. that's unfortunate uh, I also figured that he played in the 50s just because of his name. <laughs> you, you, you think I'm like, going back into the Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, thought, I thought you were pulling out, like, the, the tapes, you know, from back in the day. Right, the and VHS you were, you were popped him into the VHS, watched him Buck Allen. Fill- Come on, Buck Allen? That's a throwback. His man. real name is Javorius, so uh, that, yeah. that's better, right? I mean that's more much more modern than Buck Allen. Buck Allen sounds like he played alongside Curly Lambo. That's that was working in his favor. That was a pro on the scouting report. <laughs> Football name. Football yeah. guy. Yep. All right. Give me your last one in the mid category. Yes, so I have another running back that I have been a little higher on most higher on than most. And that's Izzy Abanacanda. So Izzy Abanacanda is going to be Cowboys DeMarco Murray or Eagles DeMarco Murray. Ooh. <laughs> there so, it is. Yeah. So uh, what's the difference between Eagles and Cowboys uh, DeMarco Murray, you may ask? Well, Cowboys DeMarco Murray played against one of the best offensive lines in modern football. And played in a downhill rushing scheme uh, that featured him heavily. The Eagles were a Chip Kelly offense with a mid-offensive line that ran solely out of shotgun and mostly RPOs. Well, was the player any different? I, I think the difference is negligible. But I think Izzy needs the right scheme to succeed is the point I'm getting to here. I think Izzy needs to be in a zone scheme where he needs to make one cut and go like DeMarco Murray had in that Cowboys offense versus trying to determine where he's going to go in an inside zone or trap plays or something like that where he's got to kind of decipher and shift behind the line. I think that he can't think too much. I think he needs to have a little bit of the decisions cut out for him and you know hit it and go i like how you tied that comp together that was nice it's like a little bow on your easter basket right there <laughs> just amazing work but thank you oh uh, yeah i i agree wholeheartedly i i do like izzy more than i did i think last time we checked in on this but i agree that i think it takes the right situation And I think that same thing can be said for a lot of these players that we like in this sort of range in terms of running backs. Yeah. I think you're going to find that the landing spots are going to shake things up quite a bit, more than even normal for some of these running backs, considering how big this third tier is. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, he's either going to lead the league in rushing or he's going to be just fine. Yeah. So totally, totally normal. You know, I, I could see that. All right, let's transition to IDPs because we love them. And I especially love this one. His name is Will Anderson Jr. Will Anderson Jr. This is either a grainy picture of Von Miller <laughs> Or a fun-sized Ziggy Ansa. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, explain the grainy picture. So, you remember I was telling you way back in, like, September, like, 
Von Miller, Will Anderson. Yes. I think after the test thing, I think it's hard to full send a Von Miller comp for Will Anderson. Just because Von Miller was so freaky. Right. And Will Anderson is just really freaky. Okay. So he's a grainy picture. It's like you're looking at this picture. You can see that it's Von Miller. It takes you maybe like two seconds to figure it out, though. It's not just like, oh, yeah, it's Von Miller. It's You'll get there eventually, but it's not quite a one-for-one. One. Right. So if like I went to the combine without my glasses on. Yes. Yeah, and You'd I was be like, like, is that Von Miller is down that there? Von Mil- oh, no. No, that's Will. No, it's Will Anderson. Okay. I see. All right. But but then, then you see, this Ziggy. is another one. The the floor, man. I, I have such faith in Will Anderson to be a productive NFL player that the floor is like a few seasons of 10-plus sacks and being a good run defender and all of that, except instead of being 6'7", 275, he's 6'3", 252. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and he's probably going to be just as good as a run defender as Hickey Anza was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <exactly>. probably better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Oh, man, Ziggy Anza, that was a an era in Detroit Lions football. Right? Him and, like, Indomitian Sue on that D-line. What a player, man. What a story. What a story. That was one of the best parts about this one is digging up some names from drafts past – yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that guy did exist. Yeah, that's what that's how <laughs> that's I felt looking for like the floor comps. I was like, you know who, who is like bad enough, but like people will recognize the name. You know, and right. th- that's what I was trying to dig through, and I was like, oh my god, this is what a name! I I forgot Demarco Murray existed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got a I got a good one of those for my next guy. Oh yeah, you are up with your IDP. Yes, my IDP, your linebacker one, Trent Simpson. Uh, so he's either going to be Derek Brooks or Kiko Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> so Derek Brooks, obviously one of the greatest cover linebackers in the history of football, basically founded the Tampa 2 defense with the Buccaneers championship team because he was such a good cover linebacker that they could trust him to cover the whatever mid zone that they wanted him to play. Uh, the John Gruden and Derek Brooks and you know, the, the wealth of talent that was on that defense, Rondé Barber, Warren Sapp, et cetera. But Derek Brooks holding down the middle of the field. He's a little bigger than Trent Simpson, a little shorter, a little thicker, but Man, Simpson in coverage, he's a freak. Uh, and then you look at Kiko Alonso, where he came in the league. He's a pretty highly touted prospect. You know, that there there was a buzz around his name. He is a little bit of a tweener, about the same size as Trent Simpson. He, he had good movement, good fluidity, good instincts, and it just never worked out. You know, there's some injuries and then – uh, bounced around the league and you never really heard from him again but Kiko Alonso was a valued member of my defense in Dynasty there, for a few years so I'd take it I'd there take it that as a floor yeah. he's a valued member in his highest uh, <laughs> he had a couple seasons a couple 159 seasons. tackles 115 yeah. had 400 tackle seasons not bad yeah, not bad, but yeah. yeah, he never was a elite player. Yeah, never, never established never, himself yeah. as like one of the guys. Right, right, yeah. and that's I think that I agree. That's the worry with Simpson is can you count on him to be a guy, or is he a role player that kind of just ends up in a role player's world in the NFL where he's you know after that first contract you're just kind of bouncing around going to wherever wh- whichever team needs you so yep. or you're gonna be the best or you're gonna be the best cover ever. line yeah uh, totally i yeah. yeah it makes so much sense when you say yeah. it like that honestly uh, yes all right we have one category left and that is sleepers 
So this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. The lines are a little blurred on sleepers because, you know, what is a sleeper? Is it a is it a fourth round player? Is it an undrafted player? Is it a These are players that I anticipate will go in the third round at least or later. And in, in the case of our community mock, that is exactly what happened, which is why I felt comfortable enough taking Marvin Mims Jr. as my sleeper pick. Like Cedric Tillman, this is a wide receiver that I like quite a bit. He has climbed up my rankings. And that's because Marvin Mims Jr. is high character Santonio Holmes or Corey Coleman. Oh, man. Yeah. Corey Coleman, man. I forgot how dominant... Corey Coleman's last season at Baylor was. It is disgusting when you look at the game-by-game numbers from that season. And this man never did a damn thing in the NFL. (laughs) Coming straight out of the Big 12, just like Marvin Mims Jr., deep threat, 4-3 speed, some catch point skills. What do you do? Oh, man. Yeah, I hope Marvin Mims isn't that. I think so. There's not a lot of Marvin Mims chatter on the timeline. There's just not a lot of Marvin Mims chatter, period. You know, I just feel like we need to hear more about him because it's this dynamic slot guy that can play outside. He's a little small. He's really fast. He runs clean routes. He can get open against a variety of defensive coverages. And I just feel like. The, the name just doesn't have a lot of – he has a good football name, you know, Marvin Mims. I, maybe I, I people are Den- stuck on Denzel. Denzel Mims. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. No, I saw some Marvin Mims slander on the timeline today. That's what I've, I saw. I've seen some of that, yeah. But – Maybe that's I, where the public is leaning. Him and Rasheed Rice just stink now. Yeah. Man, I got to say, like, for fantasy purposes, I don't know – I don't really know about Marvin Mims. That's kind of why I think he's a fringe second, third round player with what is his role in the NFL. But as a player, I think he's really good. Like, I think this is going to be a good NFL player. What was that, his ceiling again? Uh, high character Santonio high Holmes. Character. You remember Santonio Holmes? Oh, I do. I do remember. I actually... Uh, picked the Steelers to be my favorite team because I like their colors. Mm. And, well, after the Packers were eliminated. I like their colors, and I really liked Heinz Ward. So I was very locked in. I would play as them on the mat, on Madden. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very there familiar. It is. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I went back a little bit and watched some San Antonio Holmes, and he's a good player. He's yeah. a good player. He, he had, I mean, his years with the Steelers were, like, very good. And then – Got into some trouble, had some legal woes, and it sunk him like it has sunk many others before and after him. So Marvin Mims, by all accounts, is a high-character guy. Everything you hear about him is he's a great you know, locker room guy, the work ethic, all of that. So high character, San Antonio Holmes. I like it. You Speaking of character, just sidetrack again. Darnell Wright. The tackle out of Tennessee. Did you <laughs> did you that see took a did left you, turn? Did you did you see what he uh, what he's been doing? No, he's been uh, taking slanderous tweets and sending them back to people like, like the people that tweeted him as DMs and being like, "You won't say this shit to my face." <laughs> oh my god! Come like, on, Darnell. Uh, somebody, uh, the one that I saw was like. Uh, Darnell Wright is a pure right tackle. He has no versatility. He can't play left tackle. And then he he sent it back to him. And he's like, how many snaps of football have you played? So you can't talk. <laughs> like, all right, Darnell. Uh, getting a little fiery on the TL. I, I think you should save this till after Log draft off, day. maybe? Yeah, right. <laughs> just, 
I mean, come on, man. You got to have some thick skin. You got, you got two have weeks people... till the draft. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine when Darnell's playing right tackle for Washington or something, and he gives up one sack, and the whole timeline's <laughs> flaming him. Like, what are you gonna do, Darnell? You gonna yeah. add everybody when that oh, happens? Like, man. come on, man. Oh, anyway, I just I had to had to bring that up. I, I saw it prospect talk. One of my it. favorite tackles in the class, but I'm like, man, come on, we got two weeks to keep the PR clean. Just, yeah, seriously, man, who is what are what are they telling this guy? Come yeah. On. All right, give it to me. Your sleeper. Yes, my sleeper is Michigan State's Jaden mm. Reed. Mm-hmm. He is either going to be Stefan Diggs <laughs> or Paul Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jaden Reed not getting a ton of love, not getting a ton of buzz as an early player. Guess what? Stefan Diggs, fifth-round pick. People forget that. All right? So, Jaden Reed, Chris Route runner, uh, dominated the senior bowl, that kind of stuff. Uh, checks a lot of boxes. He's a little, he's a little thin, kind of tall, good the catch point, good footwork, all that stuff. Uh, Paul Richardson also had all that. Uh, but he also just, it never really worked. He could never crack the top of the depth chart. He, he, he was fine with the Seahawks for a while. Uh, I mean, it just, it's never really there. But you know what Paul Richardson did do? What did Paul Richardson do? He got paid. That's right. <laughs> Paul Richardson is the original meme wide receiver contract. So at least he has that going for him. I love Jaden Reed. Me I too. really do. I think, again, like, what do you see these, these wide receivers as in the NFL? What is their role? How relevant can they be? Jaden Reed's just one of these guys that I think in the right environment in the under the right conditions could be a player that plays above his draft capital, maybe even to the level of one of the best wide receivers of our time. Yes, I could yeah. see it. Yeah. I mean, I actually, it's not a super uncommon comp. Uh, cause I, I was just going through, I was like, you know what? Good route runner about the same size. Let's just, let's just do it. It's a sleeper. Might as well shoot for the moon here. And, uh, I, I went on Twitter just to see, you know, what, what are the people saying? What, what are we doing? I just, you know, and I was like, wow, there's like six people that says Stefan Diggs. I was like, these people are psychos. Like, I don't mean <laughs> like this is this isn't what I expect out of him. Yeah. And this is what people are like pulling out of as like their takes. This is like, yeah, yeah I think he's gonna be stuff like guys. Right. All right. Let's comps, relax. man. Yeah, comps. comps. They're a real thing. You gotta uh, love them. You wanna, you wanna you wanna hear my honorable honorable mention comp for Izzy Banacanda? Yes. I I just. I couldn't leave it in the in the chamber. I got to fire it off. It's uh, the ceiling comp before I switched it to Marco Murray was what we thought Darren McFadden was going to be. <laughs> I tried to get Darren McFadden into the show. Didn't yeah. work. But. Yeah. I also did. And I was like, ah, DeMarco Murray just works way better. Man, DeMarco Murray. Yeah. I had him. I had him too. Dynasty. You're bringing up some names from my from my team's past here. The Graveyard yeah. of Souls. From the early days. I love it. From when I was like 10 watching football. <laughs> yeah. He's on 45. <laughs> All right. Buck Allen. Buck Allen, baby. Hey, I I drafted Buck Allen. Okay. Yeah. I put my money where my mouth was on when Buck was Allen on the in the third Canton round. Bulldogs. And now he's, yeah, well, see, he's still playing football. Kid loves the game, man. Comps, we are here to have some fun with comps because so often comps are not fun. They are sources of vitriol. Comps suck. Anger, and they, they suck, and they're stupid, and they don't do anything. All they do is cause people to argue so you might as well get a little extreme when you do some comps. And that was what we did today on this 
or that camp dynasties version of the comp show you want to know what josh down's most popular comp is not really but please tell me you do this is this is why comps are fun because you can go guys take your favorite player put them into twitter put it into the twitter machine and just put comp after it and it'll bring up all of the stupidest people you've ever seen have an opinion because no that's us we are the stupidest people that have ever had an opinion well this person uh says his comp is tyler laquette uh, cause it has an mm. E at the end. Yeah. Right. Laquette, yes. my favorite. Yes. Uh, so a lot of them are actually saying Tyler Lockett, Marquise Brown, same exact player as Josh Downs. Right. Yeah. Totally. So love to see Tyler Lockett, Josh Downs. They're the same, same guy. That sounds like a dangerous game, actually. Going to Twitter and just searching out player comps. That's a good way to just make yourself mad for right. 20 minutes. I like it's It gets me fired up. It got me fired up for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, let us know what your favorite comps are in this class. You can do that by hitting us up at camp underscore dynasty on Twitter you can also watch us at camp.dynasty on TikTok. You can follow, you can like, you can subscribe, you can review, you can do all sorts of fun activities around the podcast on whichever platform you are currently using. Uh, and we appreciate it if you do. So thanks. What do we have coming up in the pipeline, Colin? I said it last week. We are on oh, shit. to the final stretch. Yeah. Next week, final pre-draft big boards. It's time, man. Are you it's ready? Time. I Man, I just looked back at the calendar, so it was almost big board time. I, I'm not ready. I can't say confidently that th- this stuff is moving. Every time I watch more tape, it's like, oh, my God, how do I fit – you know, like, what do I do? Like six through 12, what, what is happening there? So uh, that, that's my struggle. Yeah. I've, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm there. I think (sighs) I'm there. I might have a late change of heart with some of these guys, but it's, it's getting weird in the top 12. We're going to run through all of them. One through 12, 12 through one next week. And maybe even throw in some honorable mentions because there's a lot happening with the draft only two weeks away. We got to sneak those takes in before these guys become trendy sleeper picks, Colin. Because, you know, we're going to be on top of it. We got the crystal ball here at Camp Dynasty. We're locked in, man. Dude, we're locked in. So we'll see you next week. Four big boards, baby. And then after that, NFL draft, mock draft week. It's coming fast. So stay tuned. And thanks for joining us at Camp Dynasty this week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>